In this episode, we look at the Africa Risk Reward Index. From over 1,100 cities and 133 countries, Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Contra Risks and Oxford Economics Africa have launched the eighth edition of the Africa Risk Reward Index. The index illustrates the evolution of investment landscape in major African markets and provides a grounded long-term outlook of key trends shaping investment in these economies. It also offers a comparative snapshot of market opportunities and risks across the continent. Jacques Nell from Oxford Economics Africa highlights the countries that have made a big move on the index. So we've seen some uh, favorable movements in the index by uh, the likes of Uganda, Senegal and Zambia. So the first two are largely due to uh, the hydrocarbon stories in these countries. So the Uganda government expects their first oil production and exports to commence in 2025, which doesn't look too over-optimistic. Um, and we can expect to see a lot of investment in that sector in the lead up to that, which would then, of course, be supportive of growth. In Senegal also, uh, we previously expected hydrocarbons to uh, commence production in Q4 this year, but that's been delayed to next year. But still, it's going to have a transformative effect on the economy, boosting growth, exports and fiscal revenue. So two positive stories there. And then Zambia also uh, going through a tough time with its debt restructuring. But there has been a lot of progress and we've also seen some improvements in the institutional environment. And it looks like that's going to attract a lot of more FDI, especially into their very important mining sector. So those are three positive stories. Uh, The negative stories, we've seen some uh, adverse movements in the index in some of the continent's biggest economies. So uh, South Africa, Egypt and Ghana. In South Africa, the energy situation has proven much worse than we previously expected. Uh, The amount of intermittent uh, power outages this year has already exceeded what we saw in the total of 2022. This, of course, has negative economic and political uh, effect. In Egypt, the country is still struggling with uh, incredibly high inflation. Uh, It still needs this IMF program to do that. It needs to make some more progress on privatization and devaluation. Uh, both of these could, or the latter, could have a bigger impact on inflation still. So uh, they also, that's a, quite a source of both, again, both economic and political instability. And then finally, Ghana also going through its debt restructuring progress has disappointed quite a bit. And the fiscal consolidation needed to hit its fiscal target set by the IMF uh, will have a negative impact on growth. With elections next year, there's also some questions if those targets will be hit, which puts into question uh, the IMF program going forward. So those are the major movements. Uh, Patricia, over to you to talk us through the themes. Patricia Rodriguez, a senior analyst at Contra Risks, explains the key themes in the report. So the second part of the Africa Risk Reward Index is where we identify three major themes that we believe are going to shape the investment landscape in the coming year. This year has been a year characterized by rising geopolitical competition between the various, um, I guess, larger economies in the world. And so all three of our themes in, in a way deal with how Africa is trying to navigate this uh, new polarized environment. So the first one looks really at the investment um, or the, and the fallout from a polarization. So the profits and pitfalls of, of polarization. And here we look at how African uh, countries are primarily being used as a sphere 
um, to be influenced um, by these large geopolitical actors, including the US, China and Russia, primarily through um, financial incentives. Our second theme is uh, around how African countries are not, or African conflicts rather, are not gaining as, as much sustained external uh, attention as they did in previous decades. So here we examine how African countries themselves and other external actors are stepping in to fill a security void that is emerging on the African continent. And the final theme um, is um, a more optimistic one called financing for the future. And this is where we explore how African financial services institutions, both you know, the formal ones, the uh, larger regional banks, as well as uh, fintech companies are emerging to fill in uh, access to finance gaps and are also doing so in a very uniquely African way. So those are briefly the three themes that we shall be tackling in turn. And Hutch, back to you. And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index weekend to close at 0.7% down from 72,174 on Wednesday, its lowest since November of 2022, marking the second straight session of declines. Market sentiment continued to be dominated by worries about the effects of an extended period of elevated interest rates on the global economy, a possible U.S. government shutdown, and China's economic woes. Domestically, investors awaited the release of various economic indicators on Thursday and Friday, including producer price inflation, money supply, trade balance, and budget figures. Among single stocks, the worst performers were Anglo Gold Ashanti, Harmony Gold Mining, Exara Resources, and Goldfields while Aspen outperformed, followed by Sapi and Sasol. And a quick trip around Africa, the International Monetary Fund is setting conditions for its loans that risk undermining people's economic, social and cultural rights by reducing government spending or increasing regressive taxes. This after a series of analyses by the London Loans approved from March 2020 at the start of COVID-19 pandemic until March 2023 to 38 countries, which found that the vast majority are conditioned on austerity policies. Dabbed bandage on a bullet wound, the IMF social spending flaws and the COVID-19 pandemic, it says its recent initiatives announced at the beginning of the pandemic to mitigate impacts such as social spending flaws are flawed and ineffective in addressing the harms caused by the policies. IMF father says loan initiatives set at the onset of the pandemic have also proved not effective in reducing debt, which was their chief objective. It observes that fiscal consolidations, a term usually linked to austerity programs, does not reduce debt ratios on average. Trigger Foods is facing liquidation after in Central Africa Limited moved to court seeking to recover an unpaid debt. The technology company seeking repayment of 39 million Kenya shillings it claims Trigger has failed to remit. The payment is for Google Cloud Services and Partner Service Funds. In Central Africa Limited States, it provided the services to Trigger Foods under its Google Partners funding program. In its court filing, Trigger Foods argues that Incentra is forcing them to pay a disputed debt. Trigger Food claims the demands are premature as they are in discussion with Google Ireland regarding the same debt. 
A recent report revealed that Kenyan agri-food tech companies have raised a total of 89.8 billion Kenya shillings investment funding in the last decade. In this period, Twiga Foods has been able to raise 23.2 billion Kenya shillings. Despite all the capital raised, Twiga Foods has been struggling to run smoothly. Recently, the company laid off 267 members of its staff. Like most tech startups in Africa, Twiga Foods has been struggling to raise funds in 2023. There has been a 77% drop in funding for agri-tech startups in the first half of 2023 compared to the same period last year. Progress made by countries towards sustainable development, goal 8 on attaining sustained, inclusive and sustainable economic growth, full and productive employment and decent work for all is well off track. This is according to the International Labour Organization in its recent update on the progress of a full-measured development goal. It reiterates that the current progress is on nearly two-thirds of its indicators. It reiterates that the current progress is on nearly two-thirds of the indicators of progress. It says much still needs to be done on the goal because of its unique nature among all the other development goals. This is because it covers three dimensions of sustainable development, integrating economic, social and environmental issues. It says the current actions are not yet advancing at the speed of scale required, calling for circular cumulative process to drive balanced progress. It further identifies patterns and imbalances in the existing policy framework that require readjustments. This while promoting collective capabilities and international cooperation, mobilizing investment, technological change and innovation and economic structural transformation. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website, that is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at the K-Financial.